Uh, so welcome everyone. Today we're going to see how we can utilize uh, omics and engineering path analysis to investigate uh, checkpoint inhibitors. And so before we get started, I just want to let you know that the products that I'll be uh, showing today are intended for molecular biology applications only. These are not intended for the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a disease. And so today's um, webinar does have some features that are very useful. So if you do have any questions, uh, please utilize the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen, as it's going to help us keep track of what questions are being asked and what questions are being answered. Now, I'm going to try to make this interactive so we can get a feel for um, what we're showing to you, whether that's appropriate to what you're looking for. So I'm going to ask uh, from time to time for you guys to um, raise uh, your hand. And so the raise hand button is going to be located at the bottom of your screen. So if you guys can just click on it so that I know that it's working for those of you attending in today's uh, webinar. And so again, that raise hand button is going to be located at the bottom of the screen. So you guys can just click on it. Um, that would be great. I can see that some of you uh, are able to locate that raise hand. And so the raise hand button is going to be um, right here at the bottom of your screen. And so lastly, if you guys do experience any uh, technical difficulties, let us know through chat and we will try to help you as best as we can. And so today we'll start off with a, a brief introduction to Omicsoft Oncolam and explore uh, public oncology data within the land to evaluate uh, gene expression associated with checkpoint inhibitors and identify um, biomarkers for therapeutic targets. We will also look at how you can use and leverage public data to examine and compare gene expression across different diseases and groups of interest. And then we will look at how you can utilize Kyogen's engineering pathway analysis to construct a network uh, for your target of interest and identify of expression analysis of public data to discover key biological mechanisms. Now, um, included are step-by-step -step slides of how to generate the views that we will be going over in Omicsoft. So feel free to click on the link at the bottom um, to access the step-by-step -step slides. And again, these slides are going to be provided to you. So if you can check the uh, chat box and you'll see the link to those um, listed there. So Omicsoft lands provide a centralized data hub for a variety of omic data from different sources. So it gives users like you access and the ability to explore public data selected from public uh, sources such as GEO, SRA, TCGA, and more. And so these data sets are manually curated by a team of scientists who download and QC the raw data, process uh, the data using a standardized pipeline, quantify it, uh, perform statistical analysis, and then store it into our LANS database, allowing you to compare between data sets. Now, our team of scientists also uh, manually curate um, metadata associated with the data set using controlled vocabulary, so you can easily uh, look at characteristics across different data sets. Now, the key advantage of this is that if a group were to do this on their own, it would take them a tremendous amount of time and resources, as opposed to using this LAND uh, platform, where you have everything ready to start, providing you with high quality data, saving you time and resources. Now, Omicsoft um, lands represent curated Omic data from over 650,000 samples coming from the public domain for a variety of diseases, treatments, tissues, and more. 
And so these public omic data sets are processed into three collections, Oncoland, uh, disease land, and then single cell land. And so Oncoland, uh, which we will be focusing on today, represents individualized studies and consortiums that relate to cancer. And so the, this collection contains cancer-related data from uh, projects coming from GEO and SRA repositories and pan-cancer consortiums like TCGA, uh, the International Cancer Genome Consortium, Target, uh, the Cancer Genome Characterization Initiative, Metabric, and the Cancer Cell Line Encyclopedia. Now, the other lands within OMICSOFT, such as disease land, uh, represent data from hundreds of diseases, such as cardiovascular inflammatory diseases, for example. And so this collection contains data from sources such as GEO, SRA, Array Express, and more for human, mouse, and rat models. And then um, single land represents a collection of single cell studies for human and mouse models. So how can we use OMICSOFT lands? And so this is gonna depend on your starting point in terms of your research. And so for example, you may be starting with a specific disease. So you can use the lands to explore data sets associated with your disease of interest. Or if you have a specific gene of interest, uh, you can use the lands to explore how a gene or genes of interest are expressed. Uh, you can also, as you will see today, be interested in a specific drug or treatment. So you can use the lands to explore how a drug or treatment is affecting uh, your disease of interest. And so in this case, we will be, we are interested in uh, checkpoint inhibitors. So checkpoint proteins uh, such as PD-L1 on tumor cells and PD-1 on T cells um, help keep immune responses in check. And so the binding of PDL1 to uh, PD1 uh, keeps T cells from killing tumor cells in the body. So we want to uh, block this um, interaction between um, PD1 and PDL1 so that we can activate um, the T cells to kill tumor cells in this case. And so blocking uh, the binding of PDL1 to uh, PD-1 with a, a immune checkpoint inhibitor such as um, anti-PD-1L or anti-PD-1 allows T cells to start clearing these um, tumor cells in the body. And so in OMICSOFT, uh, you can explore the distribution of samples available to you and identify studies of interest that can lead you to discover potential biomarkers or drug targets. Uh, for example, we can see the different types of samples uh, associated with the checkpoint inhibitor uh, nivolumab. So you can use this type of view to look at what type of samples have been treated with your drug target of interest and identify those samples or studies that may be interesting in your research. Now, once you have identified a study of interest, or you have a study of interest to begin with, uh, you can view a volcano plot for that study to identify the up and down regulated uh, genes. And so in this example, we have identified um, a study looking at renal cell carcinoma patients treated with nivolumab. And so here we are looking at a gene expression profile between uh, patients um, who responded 
to the anti-PD-1 anti uh, treatment versus those patients that uh, did not respond to the therapy. And so using this volcano plot, you can identify genes that are um, upregulated and downregulated in responders versus non-responders to identify uh, potential biomarkers and therapeutic targets. And so just a show of hands, how many of you would find um, generating a visual like this uh, pretty useful when it comes to your study of uh, checkpoint inhibitors? So I can see that some of you uh, would find this uh, useful. And so once you identify a potential biomarker, uh, you can use Omicsoft to see how it is expressed across uh, different uh, cancer types. And so here we identified uh, UGT1A6 as a potential biomarker associated with resistance against uh, nivolumab treatment. And so you can use uh, Omicsoft to see how this gene is expressed across these uh, different uh, cancer types. And so in this case, uh, we can see that uh, UGT16A is um, highly expressed in in um, hepatocellular and uh, renal clear cell carcinoma uh, compared to, uh, for example, um, breast cancer and uh, acute amyloid uh, leukemia. And so this offers insight into what uh, cancer types uh, UGT1A6 may have a beneficial effect as a target for a combination therapy alongside anti-PD-1 therapy. In addition, uh, you can further subdivide your samples of interest into different stages and compare um, tumor versus normal to see how the gene expression of um, UGT1A6 differs across the different um, stages of uh, kidney cancer, for example. And so here we can see that um, UGT1A6 is elevated in the um, tumor tissues uh, compared to the normal, uh, regardless of the pathologic stage, suggesting that it may be an attractive target for combination of therapy. Now, instead of looking at a single gene, uh, you, may, you can examine the expression of a group of genes across uh, different groups of interests uh, using a heat map. And so here uh, we can see that uh, there is a group of genes that are upregulated in normal samples and dysregulated um, in renal cell carcinoma tumor samples. And then likewise, there is a group of samples that, a group of genes that are downregulated um, in the normal samples and are dysregulated in the tumor samples. And so using uh, this heat map, you can identify genes um, that may serve as biomarkers for the progression of uh, kidney cancer, for example. So these are some of the views that uh, we'll be generating today in Omicsoft. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, launch a poll uh, to see whether these are some of the views you are expecting to see from today's uh, webinar. So if you guys can just please fill out that poll just to get some feedback. Now, if there are additional views um, you were expecting to see, uh, but I did not just, you didn't see them on my slides, uh, please let us uh, know uh, by using the chat box to write those down.
So again, if you guys can just take a second to uh, fill out that illustration poll, that would be great. So um, let's look at how we can use um, Oncolan to explore public oncology data to evaluate uh, gene expression and identify new targets associated with uh, checkpoint inhibitors. Now, some of the data that we will be looking at today was uh, generated by this uh, published study that looked at the gene expression profiles of renal cell carcinoma patients that did and did not respond to uh, nivolumab anti-1 PD-1 uh, therapy. So let's go ahead and go into the software. So for those of you that are new to uh, Omicsoft, um, this is what the uh, platform looks like. Um, so today we're going to be focusing on the lands tab located up here. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just change my coloring so that you guys can see it better. So again, we're going to be focusing on the, the lands tab. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and select the land that we are going to be looking at today. And so to do so, we're going to go ahead and click on this uh, select land. And so here uh, you do have a wide variety of different lands to choose from. So as I mentioned, uh, we have a different collections depending on the type of um, samples and um, diseases that you're interested in. So our body map collection is going to contain um, expression information um, coming from normal tissues from sources such as G-Text or the Human Protein Atlas. We have our cancer cell line collection. We have our human are a disease and collection containing uh, information for um, non-oncology uh, diseases for both for um, human, uh, mouse, and rat. We have our single cell collection for um, human and uh, mouse uh, single cell studies. And then lastly, we have our oncoland collection for um, oncology-related uh, conditions. And so here you can see that we have different types of lands that are available. And so for today, we are going to be uh, working with, um, with uh, Oncogeo. Uh, Oncogeo uh, B37. So we're gonna go ahead and select that uh, to open up the land. So when you open up OncoGLV37, the default view is going to be the sample distribution view where you have um, disease category here on the x-axis and then the number of samples for each category on the, um, sorry, the disease category on the y-axis and then the number of samples for each of these um, categories on the um, x-axis. Now, for those of you that are new to Omicsoft, The select view allows you to select how you want to view your data. Uh, the left panel contains different filters that allow you to identify the data sets you are interested in. The right panel, uh, we have the uh, legends uh, tab and the task tab that allows you to change the display of the chart. And so uh, these are the main areas that we are going to be using today, which is going to be um, the select view, uh, the filters on the left panel, and then uh, the task tab.
so today uh, we are interested in uh, nivolumab. So we are going to filter for those samples associated with this uh, checkpoint inhibitor. And so to do that, we're going to again focus on the left panel here. And so here under uh, metadata, we're going to go ahead and open up that uh, filter. And so here you can see the different types of metadata that you can um, filter uh, your samples uh, that are being displayed in this chart. And so here you can select the individual filters, or in our case, we can easily also search for that. And so we're going to be searching for subject treatment as we are looking for um, patients that were treated with a specific uh, inhibitor. And so here we can click on the little uh, filter icon to open up a list of different types of treatments uh, associated with um, the patient data. And so in this case, we're going to go ahead and um, search for our inhibitor of interest. And as we do so, um, it auto-populates. And so in this case, uh, we're going to go ahead and select our uh, inhibitor of interest. And then we're going to go ahead and click OK. And so as you can see, we've narrowed down uh, the number of samples that are being displayed in this chart. Uh, to only those that are associated with uh, nivolumab. And then here, uh, the red highlights uh, just represent that a filter has been applied. So this um, is a great way to help you keep track of what type of information you have been, uh, you're searching for. And so now that we can see all the samples that are associated with uh, nivolumab, um, to see what these samples are, we can simply just uh, click on the chart and drag to select all the samples. And so this is going to open up a table down here. And so here you can explore all the metadata associated with the uh, different samples. So here, for example, you can see um, the um, sample number. Uh, you can see what type of disease state these samples are. So here we are looking at some um, renal clear cell carcinoma samples. And if we scroll down, uh, we also have some uh, different types like um, skin melanoma samples as well uh, that have been treated with our um, checkpoint inhibitor of interest. And so you can browse through different types of metadata that our uh, team um, curates. So you can get more information on what exactly these types um, of samples are. Now, if we click on this little um, plus sign uh, right here, uh, you can expand uh, your menu and, for example, go into the project details. So not only can you see uh, the individual samples, but you can also get information on the projects uh, these samples uh, belong to. And so these are all the studies associated with this uh, checkpoint inhibitor uh, that are included in this LAN. So you can use this to identify a project that may be of interest to you. And so um, as we browse through the information, uh, we can see here, for example, that um, the project we are interested in is located right here. And so we kind of hover over um, and just browse through the different information that's available. Uh, you can Get information on what that um, project is, what disease state it looked at, uh, and so forth. 
And so here, um, not only can you see the project that uh, we're interested in, uh, but you can also see the geo session number that is associated with this study. And so um, for today, um, we are going to leverage uh, this uh, project to explore some of the features in uh, Oncolan. So we can copy uh, the project name by simply selecting it, and in my case, uh, using um, Control-C to copy it. And then I can use this search bar up here to paste the project name. and pull up all of the information that is associated with that particular project. Um, the other option is you can just manually type in uh, the project uh, name here on the search bar and you'll get uh, the similar information. Uh, for those of you that are following along, I'm gonna go ahead and um, type that project name in the chat box so that you can also um, get that information. And so here, uh, once we've identified the project that we're interested in, um, we're gonna go ahead and select the project comparison to access um, volcano plots and gene expression data associated with this particular project. And so again, um, we sort of came here by uh, going into our left panel, filtering for treatment subject uh, for those samples that are associated with nivolumab. Um, our checkpoint inhibitor of interest. Uh, we then selected all the samples and then looked at the project details to identify a project of interest, uh, which in this case is located right here. And so here we did is we took the project name and then just typed it in the search bar. And now we're gonna go ahead and select project comparison um, to look at the gene expression data associated with this particular project. And so there are three different um, comparisons that are um, associated with this particular um, project. So here you can see we have three charts. You can sort of change the way that these uh, charts are viewed uh, by using this um, drop-down menu. So for example, as you wanna look at those three, you can go with the three by three um, and so forth. So this allows you to sort of like change and um, play around with the way that you wanna uh, view things. And so, um, as I mentioned, there are three different uh, comparisons associated with this project. Uh, the first one is um, a response comparison between partial response uh, versus no response. Uh, the second one is a response versus no response. And then um, the last comparison is um, a stable disease versus no response. And so today we are actually interested um, in the response uh, versus no response because you want to identify biomarkers that can help better identify patients that respond to uh, nivolumab uh, versus patients that do not respond to this therapy. So rather than looking at all three comparisons, uh, you can filter for your comparison of interest by going to the uh, left panel. And so here uh, we can go into the um, comparison tab. 
since we're interested in these comparisons. And then we can select the filter for um, comparison contrast. So here we're going to select on, click on the little filter icon. And then uh, select our comparison of interest, which is going to be uh, the response versus no response. And then we're just going to go ahead and click OK. And so I'm just going to make this a little bit bigger so you can see the volcano fog better. And so here you can customize the way the volcano plot looks by uh, using uh, the task tab on the uh, right hand side. So for example, uh, you can add a cutoff line for p-value and expression full change by going to the task tab and then using the specify cutoff lines. And so here uh, you can select the cutoffs that you're interested in and then click OK. And so this is going to display um, cutoffs uh, indicating significance uh, in terms of expression. Now you can also um, color this volcano plot uh, by expression by again um, going into um, test tab. And then here we can uh, change the symbols properties. And so this menu allows us to customize the way our um, volcano plot looks. And so here we can, for example, uh, do a continuous color. Use a drop down and select full change to color by expression. And now if we look at um, the legend, we can see um, that red represents upregulation and then green represents downregulation. And so this can be further customized. So if we select this little um, heat range and click on color change, uh, you can uh, change the way that your uh, volcano plot is colored. So for example, in this case, we can change like the medium value color from black to white, click OK. And so you can see um, how you can easily um, further uh, customize um, this volcano plot. And so there are various um, options available to export this. If you want to export this as an image, you can just click on the little image icon. You can also share this as a presentation by exporting it into PowerPoint, or you can always um, export it into Excel as well. Now let's say that you are interested in um, the uh, down regulated genes uh, because we want to know what makes a patient not respond to a nivolumab. We can simply um, click and select, click and drag to select um, these genes that are significantly downregulated. And so this is going to open up a table uh, at the bottom, providing you with expression information for these uh, specific uh, genes of interest. And so here uh, you can further analyze uh, this differential expression data to see how it is associated with uh, different biological pathways um, and functions by exporting uh, this table into um, IPA, um, doing that automatically, or you can always um, export this into a text or an Excel file and then do a manual upload um, into IPA.
And so um, with this, I'm going to go ahead and take our first uh, Q&A break um, just to see if there are any questions um, that uh, you guys uh, have regarding what we covered uh, so far. Thank you, Araceli. I also uh, opened up the uh, speed poll just so we can get a sense of how, you know, <clears throat> if your speed's going uh, right for everybody. Um, in addition to that, you no, know, just some of the questions that I, I saw come in uh, would be just, you know, can you, is there an easy way to find out what is in each of the lands, if you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Um, so you can easily um, get access to the information that's available within lands by going to um, the help. And so here under help, uh, you can uh, view our white paper. So for example, if I select the uh, Oncolan uh, white paper, that's gonna open up um, either your browser or um, uh, your Acrobat reader, for example, and open up our white paper. And so here, not only can you get information on what um, Oncolan is, but you can also get information on the different types of collections that are available. So here, for example, um, if you are interested in a specific land, uh, you can see uh, information on that land and then what types of samples uh, and what type of data is associated with that particular land of interest. And so that again, um, can be accessed by going to the help and then the white paper. And so that information is available uh, both for Oncolan and our disease land. Awesome. And, and that would be updated every release as well then, right? Yes. So yeah. uh, every quarterly release, um, you will cool. see uh, updated in terms of what new samples uh, were added to each of the lands. Oh, perfect. Yeah, sometimes white papers, sometimes we think of them as static things. So this is something that we update on a, a quarterly release. Um, perfect. Uh, another one that just came in was, you know, is there a way of uh, looking at or, you know, finding additional filters that could be available within um, the left-hand side, if you will? Uh, additional filters? Yeah, like maybe I think you added some of the, you know, maybe um, clinical metadata or things along those lines to be able to easily search or find them, that, that type of thing. Yeah, so you can easily search for um, different um, filters of interest uh, by utilizing the search bar. So here you can see you have different options. Um, so this is a very interactive uh, chart where you can filter by specific genes that you want to display in the volcano plot. Uh, we do provide with some pathway information. So if we take a look at this table, uh, if you go here on the very end, we do have pathway information in terms of what those gene, what pathways those genes are associated with. Um, so you can search that way as well. And if you are, as we saw here, you can also filter based on the comparison characteristics that you're interested in. So if we go, for example, like to case attributes, you can um, filter for a specific disease state that your comparisons may be looking at um, or a specific um, subject treatment. So when you see the word subject, um, think patient, um, and that's gonna be different than just treatment itself where it involves more of an in vitro um, um, option. So the, the tabs here allow you to uh, really um, dig deep and see what type of information um, you are able to display. And again, the search bar can be used to kind of find some filters um, using the metadata keywords um, to see if they're there. Perfect. Um, looks like, you know, for the most part, everyone thinks the current case is, is going pretty well. Um, I didn't see many other questions at this point in time, but I'll keep an eye on it. And uh, when we have another break, we'll, we'll go over some additional questions. Sure. Thanks, everyone. So again, um, you guys do have any questions, uh, please utilize the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen. 
um, and answer those questions. And um, either Sean or Kristen will uh, be happy to answer them as I'm going along. So now let's look at how you can leverage uh, public data in Oncoland to examine and compare um, gene expression data across uh, diseases and uh, groups of interest. Now in the publication that we are interested in, uh, the authors found that uh, non-responders to uh, nivolumab therapy had a metabolic and solute transport function related expression. And so one of these uh, genes, um, which is uh, UDP uh, glucuronal uh, transferase one family polypeptide um, A6 or UGT1A6 uh, was emphasized um, in this uh, published study. And then if we uh, look at the gene expression, uh, we can see that other members are also uh, downregulated. And so UGT1A6 is involved in the transformation of uh, lipophilic molecules such as steroids, hormones, and drugs into water-soluble uh, excretable metabolites. So perhaps this enzyme may be important for non-responders to combat against uh, nivolumab therapy. And since it is an enzyme, it may be attractive for the development of an inhibitor. So as our target of interest, uh, let's go ahead and examine the expression of a UGT1A6 in Omixoft. And so one of the advantages of Omixoft is that you can identify a biomarker or target in one land and switch between lands to leverage and explore additional public data. And so here we're going to uh, change lands by again, uh, going into the select land option. And then um, this case, we're gonna go ahead and look at uh, TCGA uh, B38GC33, um, where B38 represents the genome the data was aligned to, and then uh, GC33 represents the genome, the gene annotations that were utilized. And so uh, when you open up um, TCGA, the default view is going to be a sample distribution view where you have different tumors on the y-axis and then the number of samples on the um, x-axis. And so here, uh, the different tumor samples are going to be colored in blue, and then the normal samples are going to be colored in green. Now, we are interested in looking at the gene expression of our newly identified marker. Uh, UGT1A6. So we're going to go ahead and use uh, the search bar to search for uh, its expression information. And so I'm going to go ahead and just type that in. And as you type, it's going to auto-populate. So we're going to go ahead and select our gene of interest. And so for those of you that are following along, I'm going to go ahead and also type that in into um, the chat box. Now, when you search for a gene in TCGA, the default view is going to be the um, alteration view, the DNA alteration view. And so this view tells you how this gene is um, amplified um, deleted, uh, mutated, or 
in different uh, samples uh, for different tumors. Now we are going to change uh, this view um, to look at UG UGT1A6 expression coming from RNA-seq uh, data. So then looking at the uh, mutation information, we want to change the way that we are viewing the data. So we're going to go and um, select the view. And so here under select view, uh, we're going to click on this option that says RNA-seq quantification, use the little dropdown, and select gene FBKM to look at a gene level expression. So we have, uh, here we have a tumor types on the y-axis and then expression of this gene across uh, different samples uh, for these tumors on the um, x-axis. Now, some of you uh, may be familiar with tumor abbreviations listed here, uh, some of you may not. And so these on the y-axis are called groups, and we can change the groups uh, by using uh, this grouping option uh, located up here. So right now our samples are being uh, grouped by tumor type. So in this case, uh, you want to use the full names instead of the abbreviations. So we're going to go ahead and um, select grouping, and then we can use the metadata, our team um, curated to group our samples. So in this case, uh, we want to look at um, the full tumor names rather than the abbreviations. So we're gonna go ahead and select disease uh, TCGA, and then click okay. And so now uh, you have uh, full names of the different uh, tumor types. And so here you can use this chart to examine expression levels of our newly identified biomarker uh, UGT1A6 across the different cancer types. So for example, uh, you can see that uh, UGT1A6 is highly expressed in um, liver and uh, kidney carcinoma compared to um, leukemia. So if you have a therapeutic target um, therapeutic, um, therapeutic uh, targeting uh, UGT1A6. Um, these uh, cancers here uh, may be beneficial from that potential therapeutic in combination with a nivolumab or another uh, checkpoint inhibitor. And you can also see that uh, these cancers uh, may be ones that may not benefit uh, from such from uh, this potential uh, therapeutic. And so just a show of hands, um, how many of you would find uh, generating a visual like this pretty useful to identify maybe what type of tumors um, you would be able to target uh, versus those that you know, may not be uh, so, so much of a benefit to target. So I can see that uh, many of you uh, would find um, this uh, feature uh, useful. And so here again, you can um, export uh, this chart as an image or you can share it in a presentation or with your colleagues um, through PowerPoint. Now, rather than looking at all the cancer types, uh, let's say that you are interested in kidney, renal, clear cell carcinoma. Um, so you can filter for your cancer of interest by, again, utilizing the uh, left panel here. 
And so here um, under um, metadata, we're gonna go ahead and just expand the filters available in this section. And then we're gonna go ahead and um, filter for um, our cancer type of interest. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and select the disease TCGA filter. And then here we can either use a search bar or we can just manually select it from the list to select our uh, kidney uh, renal clear cell carcinoma and then click okay. And so now you can see that um, all of the samples have been removed except for those that belong to the kidney uh, renal clear cell uh, carcinoma. Now, because cancer is often classified into different stages, uh, you may want to know if UEGT1A6 expression varies among the different stages of kidney cancer. And so for this, you can group the samples by utilizing the features that are available in the task tab. And so the task tab allows you to sort of change uh, the way your uh, chart is being displayed. So in this case, we want to group our samples by um, clinical stages. So we can go to task and then specify profile columns. And so here we can use the various metadata to um, group our samples. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna search for pathologic. And so as I do so, we have pathologic overall stage. So we're gonna go ahead and select this um, metadata parameter and move it to the right-hand side. Now here you can also, you may also want to look at expression in tumor versus normal. So you can further subgroup your samples by again search, searching or selecting a metadata parameter of interest. And so if I go ahead and search for tumor, it's gonna pull up any uh, metadata term with the word tumor in it. So in this case, we wanna look at tumor or normal samples. So we're gonna go ahead and select that and then move it to the um, right-hand side. So here we can see that we are telling Omicsoft that we want to group by our disease and then subgroup by our pathologic stage and then do another further subgrouping by a tumor versus normal. So if we click okay, we can see that um, now we have samples uh, based on different um, stages and then uh, subgrouped based on tumor uh, versus uh, normal. And so as you can see, uh, the expression of UGT1A6 is um, elevated um, in uh, tumor tissues compared to normal regardless of the pathologic stage. And so this may be another indication that therapeutic targeting of UGT1A6 may be beneficial for a kidney renal cell um, carcinoma. And so again, um, these uh, discharge intractus, if you wanna know what these particular samples are, uh, you can select them and then get information about those uh, individual samples.
So just a show of hands, um, how many of you would find uh, the ability to group and subgroup your data uh, to be very beneficial uh, for identifying either particular samples that you want to utilize um, in subsequent um, analysis or um, exclude from subsequent analysis? So I can see that uh, many of you would uh, find this uh, useful. So now let's say that um, we looked at the uh, volcano plot right here uh, for our study of interest and identified a group of genes. Now, rather than looking at a single gene, you want to look at the expression of your group of genes. So in Almagsoft, you can generate a heat map to look at expression of multiple genes at once. So I'm gonna go ahead and go back to our view here. And so I'm gonna go ahead and paste uh, the gene list in the chat box for those of you that uh, want to follow along. And so what we're gonna do is we're to see how um, your list of genes are expressed. We can search for multiple genes by going into the advanced option next to the search bar. And then here we can select multiple genes. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna paste our list of genes or you can manually type in uh, your list of genes and you can see that we have 27 genes that were recognized. And so we can go ahead and click okay um, to search for those um, genes. So right now, uh, Omicsoft is uh, querying its expression information uh, to bring up uh, the expression information that's relevant for our uh, genes of interest. And so again, the default view is gonna be the alteration view. And so we're going to change the way we are viewing the data by going to um, select view, and so here we're going to go into the RNA-seq quantification, and then we're going to select HeapMap um, FPKM. And so this is going to generate um, our heat map for the expression of our genes. And so here. At the bottom, uh, you can see that this uh, heat map is grouped by a tumor type. And so by uh, generating this heat map, you can start to see different patterns and identify different groups of biomarkers that may be differentially expressed between uh, different tumor types. And for example, uh, you can see that for um, this particular um, tumor type, uh, there is a group of genes uh, that are downregulated compared um, to others. And there's also a nice little group of genes that is upregulated uh, compared to others. And so um, this is you know, pretty interesting to see so that you can, um, just by looking at the heat map, you can identify maybe some potential um, cancers of 
cancer types of interest. Now, rather than looking at all of the tumors, uh, we are interested in kidney, renal, hair cell carcinoma. So let's go ahead and filter for your cancer of interest. And so to do so, again, we're going to go into the metadata section of in the left panel. And then here, we're going to um, select disease TCGA, click on the little filter icon, and select our cancer type of interest and click OK. And so for this uh, cancer type, you can see that, um, that this, these uh, group of samples have distinct uh, expression patterns uh, for your list of genes compared to the rest. And so if we were to share this uh, heat map with a colleague, uh, they may not know uh, which of these samples are tumors and which of these are adjacent normal. So we are going, so we can uh, regroup this heat map based on uh, tumor or normal samples. And so for that, uh, we can go to uh, grouping. So right now we're looking at tumor type. We can change that and group by tumor or normal. So again, we can use a search bar or manually select it and then click OK. So now you can see that we have tumor and normal samples. And then we can um, remove this um, dendrogram that's located here on the x-axis by going to the task tab. And then here, selecting the hide x-axis dendrogram. And so we go back to our legend. Um, we can see that um, these genes are upregulated in our um, normal samples. And then um, these genes are downregulated uh, in our normal samples uh, compared to uh, the tumor. You can see that for the most part, um, all of our, all of these genes um, are dysregulated across the tumor samples. And so this is a great way of comparing your newly identified uh, biomarkers and validating those uh, for future uh, therapeutic uh, studies. And so with this, we're gonna go ahead and um, take another Q&A uh, break to answer any uh, questions that you guys may have live. Sure. So thank you again, Arisa. Let me just um, uh, sure. <clears throat> so uh, just really quickly, uh, one of the questions that had come in was, um, can you look at uh, other genes that correlate with the expression of your target? Uh, yes. So for example, um, Let's go back to this one right here. So we're looking at our target of interest, uh, UGT1A6. And so here uh, you may be interested in identifying, you know, what other genes have a similar uh, gene expression to mine. And so for that, uh, we can change the way that we are viewing the data. Um, so right now we're looking at the expression of this particular gene. So we can go into um, the select view 
And then here we can um, look at um, integration, scan all genes, and we take we can take a look at um, RNA-seq expression to RNA-seq expression. And so what this is going to do is it's going to look at the expression of all genes uh, to identify those that correlate with the expression of your gene of interest. In this case, looking at the uh, kidney uh, renal clear cell carcinoma samples. And so here you can see um, that, uh, for example, the expression of UGT1A1 correlates with the expression of UGT1A6. And so you can take a look at this table to identify those genes um, that correlate with your um, gene of interest. And you can further customize this view by you know, maybe adding a uh, regression line um, to take a look at the information. So here you can see the correlation, the coefficient, and then um, the p-value as well. And so um, this can be accessed by going to the, to, um, the select view and then going into integration scanal genes, RNA-seq expression to RNA-seq expression. And so again, you can export this table by going on the view table and then exporting it either in Excel or as a text. Or you can also export this graph um, as an image or share it uh, with colleagues through PowerPoint. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then there's one that just came in. Uh, what is the adding value of looking at the gene expression in normal tissue compared to the dysregulated genes in tumor in the heat map? Um, so a lot of users um, that I've um, encountered um, like to look at um, how their gene is expressed in normal versus uh, their tumor types um, to see whether um, this uh, gene is has an influence or plays a role or may play a role in uh, the pathology of the disease. But here, for example, uh, if you're looking to see, you know, what genes may be turned off in your disease state, uh, comparing it to the normal uh, can help you identify where some of the potential genes are. And so by using the heat map, you can visually see, for example, here that, you know, this set of genes is clearly, you know, for the most part, upregulated and across our normal tissues. But then when you take a look at those set of genes within those um, tumor samples, um, kind of see it's a little blotchy. And so if you're identifying, if you're looking, you know, for a particular target, maybe an interest, you know, you can use this information to identify that target. Thank you. Uh, that's all the, the questions that I had seen at this point in time. Um, and I'll just turn it back over to you, if that's all right. Yeah, thanks. So thank you, everyone. Um, so again, if you guys have any questions, um, please let us know by just using the Q&A box and typing in those questions. And so with this, I'm going to go ahead and go back to my slides. And so now let's um, see how we can utilize um, IPA to explore your newly identified biomarker and discover potential uh, mechanisms. And so um, IPA 
for collagen centered path analysis is a powerful tool for relationship discovery. And so this is powered by the uh, collagen knowledge base, which represents a massive ontology of over 12 million curated literature findings that try to define molecular interactions and associations from the literature used in controlled vocabulary. And so we have a team of MD and PhD level scientists whose job is to go through literature in top journals to find relevant um, recent publications and define what are the key molecular interactions found within those publications and pull out appropriate context for these relationships from the study to understand uh, directionality and interactions between molecules and associations between molecules and disease. And so using uh, the data from Omicsoft, we identified uh, UGT1A6 as a target of interest. And so now you want to know how this gene is related to renal cancer. And so with IPA, you can search for your gene and disease of interest and generate a custom network to discover how they are connected. And so here you can see how um, UGT1A6 through intermediates such as AR um, connects to renal cancer. And so not only um, can you look for and find relationships between uh, your biomarker of interest identified in Omicsoft, but you can also find additional therapeutic targets that may be beneficial for renal cancer in patients that may not respond to uh, nivolumab. And so let's go ahead and go into IPA to see how we can generate this network. Now, when you open IPA, the first thing that you will notice is going to be this uh, quick start uh, window. And so here you have workflow options uh, for analyzing different types of data, like uh, RNA-seq or proteomics, microarray, just to give you some examples. And so this window also gives you access to what is new um, in IPA, as well as some helpful uh, information and some helpful um, articles. And then it also gives you access to um, our uh, use cases and uh, webinars. Now here on the uh, left-hand side, you have the project manager window that stores all of your data. Here you will find the data that you've uploaded and any analysis that you run in the uh, My Project uh, subfolders. The create new button provides you with the options to start different functions in IPA, like uh, for example, start a core analysis, or if you want to compare multiple analysis at once, um, start a comparison analysis. And then the search bar allows you to leverage IPA's powerful knowledge base uh, to search for a gene of interest under the genes and chemicals tab or a disease of interest under disease and functions tab and get more information about uh, that gene or that disease. And so through Omicsoft, uh, you discovered a new gene of interest, uh, UGT1A6, and now you want to know how it is connected to renal cancer. And so for that, we're gonna go ahead and use the genes and chemicals tab and search for our gene of interest. And so as you do so, it's going to auto-populate. So we can go ahead and select our gene of interest. And so this is going to open up 
the search results window where you can see information about your gene, um, where it's located and, and where not. So here we're going to select our gene of interest. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna add it to a blank pathway by clicking on the little checkbox, add to my pathway, and then add to add a new my pathway. And so what this is gonna do is it's going to open up a blank canvas where you now have your gene of interest. So now that you have um, added your gene of interest, we're gonna go ahead and add our uh, disease of interest, which is renal cancer. So for that, we're gonna go into disease and functions tab here on the search bar and type in renal cancer. And so as you do so, it is gonna auto-populate. So here we can go ahead and select renal cancer. And so this is gonna open up again, the search bar, the search results window. And so when you search for a uh, disease or function, you're gonna get a hierarchy of different terms. And then you're gonna get the number of findings associated with those terms. And so here you can see that whether you're looking at renal cancer from a cancer standpoint or from a, uh, uh, a renal disease, you'll get the same number of findings. So I'm just gonna go ahead and select uh, renal cancer by clicking on the checkbox. And I'm gonna go ahead and add this to uh, this pathway that we have open. So we're gonna to go to add to my pathway. And in this case, we're gonna add it to the one that's already open, which is labeled new my pathway one. And so here it's gonna ask you what type of information do you wanna add? Do you wanna add the disease or function as a node? Do you wanna add all of these molecules that are associated with that uh, disease? Or do you wanna add both? Now, in this case, we are not interested in looking at all of those 2,000 uh, molecules. So we're just gonna go ahead and click on disease and functions and click okay. And so once we do so, we can see that we now have our gene of interest and our uh, disease of interest. So I'm just gonna go ahead and maximize this so you guys can see it better. And so to see how this new uh, biomarker uh, that we identified in Omicsoft is connected to uh, renal cancer, we're going to go ahead and uh, use the uh, built menu tools because we want to build a network. So here we're going to use the dropdown and select the second option, which is Path Explorer, which allows you to identify different paths in which your gene and your disease are connected. And we can do that by utilizing this dialog here on the um, left-hand side. And so here for today, we are interested in looking at how um, our gene is connected to our disease. And so what we're going to do is we're going to select our gene and then add it to this A box. We're going to select our disease and add it to this set B box. And then in terms of direction, we are interested in going from our gene to our disease. In other words, from A to B. So we're going to select from set A to set B. And then once we do so, we're gonna go ahead and apply that information. And so what this is gonna do is this is going to um, 
query on IPA's knowledge base to identify different ways in which um, our gene is connected to our disease of interest. And so here you can see that there are two shortest paths in which our gene through these intermediates connects to renal cancer. And so here we can add them to our pathway by simply clicking on the checkbox and then selecting the option, add to my pathway. And so now you can see that we have now connected AR and EGT19 um, to our network. Now, in addition to um, looking at the shortest paths in which your gene and disease are connected, it's also gonna look at additional paths that connect um, your gene and disease of interest. And so here, if we take a look at um, shortest paths plus one, um, IPA looks at different ways in which, um, additional ways in which um, our gene and disease of interest are connected. And so here you can see, if I move this table up, you can see that uh, our gene connects to our disease um, through these two um, intermediates. Now, this lists all of the different ways in which um, UGT, UGT1A6 through two intermediates connects to renal cancer. Now, since um, AR and UGT1A9 are already in our network, I'm going to select um, paths associated with um, AR and um, UGT19. But of course, you can select any and all paths that you are interested to build your network. So here, I'm just going to go ahead and just select a queue. And I'm going to go ahead and just add them to this pathway. And so here you can see that we now have extended our custom network to find additional ways in which um, our gene through these intermediates um, connects to our disease of interest. So now that you have your custom network, you can take advantage of Custwality in IPA's knowledge base to do in silico research and see how the um, expression of UGT1A6 influence the expression of these downstream um, targets and your uh, disease and interests. And so for that, uh, we can use the tools that are available in the overlay menu. And so here, we're gonna go ahead and use the molecule activity uh, predictor. And so using this tool, uh, we can um, predict what happens to this network if we decrease uh, the activity of UGT1A6 by utilizing the color buckets that you see here, where the red bucket represents an increase in activity and the green bucket represents a decrease in activity. So if you're interested in seeing what happens, you know, if we decrease the activity 
of our uh, gene of interest. We can get that free bucket and color it green. And so this is a great way um, of identifying and predicting what would happen if we decrease expression of uh, UGT1A6, uh, such as through the development of an inhibitor. And so we can see um, an increase in um, AR expression and uh, some of these uh, downstream targets um, colored and signified by the, by the orange coloring. Um, that ultimately leads to a decrease in uh, renal cell, a renal carcinoma uh, represented by the blue coloring. So again, by utilizing this bucket and the knowledge base within IPA, you can do some silico uh, research to see what happens um, when you um, play around with the um, activity of genes within your network. So just a show of hands, how many of you would find uh, this feature pretty useful? Uh, to sort of you know test your hypothesis or utilize this feature for uh, hypothesis generation. Now, if you want to know what evidence uh, IPA has to support um, the connection between, for example, um, AR and VEGFA, um, you can double click on that connection. And this is going to open up um, this table, it gives you a summary of the relationship and a link that will show you all of the supporting evidence um, for this relationship. And so here, when we click on that link, it's gonna open up your browser. And so here you can see um, the different um, papers that are utilized to support um, a relationship between uh, AR and uh, BGFA. And so you can get an, um, summary of that finding within the paper, what experiment was used, and then again, uh, the reference information with the hyperlink to the actual paper in uh, PubMed. And so again, uh, this can be accessed by simply double-clicking on the connection or relationship uh, line between two nodes, and then clicking on that little hyperlink in the relationship summary uh, window. Now, there are a lot of different shapes and lines um, associated with this network. If you are ever curious about the different shapes and lines, uh, you can always go to help and then legend. And so this is going to open up uh, the legend in your browser that has information on what the different shapes are, uh, the variations, what they represent, as well as what the, um, what the different uh, lines um, you'll see uh, an IPA. And so it's a great resource um, that can easily be accessed by going to the help and then clicking on the legend. And you can also export this um, as an image to maybe include it in a grant proposal or uh, share with colleagues by clicking on the little export icon located right here. And so here you can export this in different formats as well as uh, different uh, resolutions. And so to summarize, we went from identifying a potential target uh, through Omicsoft to building a network in IPA, and then using IPA's molecule activity predictor to predict what would happen if you influence the expression or activity of your um, target of interest. Uh, we also identified uh, downstream targets 
of our targets. And so perhaps um, these can serve as biomarkers for treatment to make sure that it is working or for the uh, development of even further therapeutic targets. And so this is how you can use uh, biomarkers identified in Omicsoft in combination with IPA, build a network, find relationships, and uh, predict gene activity. So just a show of hands, how many of you would find um, you know, this pretty useful when it comes to um, your analysis um, in terms of identifying potential targets for your um, checkpoint inhibitors? Right, so I can see that um, some of you would find this uh, useful. So I'm gonna go ahead and just close this and go back to my slides. So as scientists, uh, we're always interested in how a treatment or a disease of interest is affecting gene expression and downstream chronicle pathways. So many times, users like you will find a publication of interest and want to do a core expression analysis of that public data. Uh, a few years ago, it used to be a long and painful process if a user wanted to work with public data sets. First, they had to download the raw data, process it, generate differential expression, and then upload it into IPA. So you can imagine how much time and work this used to take. Now, over the years, our team has processed more than 135,000 comparisons coming from public studies in Omicsoft and has made analyzing public data quick and easy. And so in IPA, you can um, search for a disease of interest using keywords like uh, renal cell carcinoma and browse through the uh, relevant public core expression analysis uh, using its associated metadata, or you can search uh, using an accession number from the paper or data sets that you're interested in. Regardless of how you do this, once you find analysis, you can open it as if it were your own. And so when we look at a study in IPA, one of the results of a core expression analysis is to define relevant pathways based on the genes in your data. And so here we are looking at what pathways are enriched in this um, cell carcinoma uh, nivolumab responders versus non-responders analysis. And we can see that uh, many of these uh, pathways are involved in metabolism and immune response. Now, in this case, you can see a predicted activation of uh, cytokine signaling and um, the uh, PK. CO signaling in uh, T uh, lymphocytes, which may explain why certain individuals uh, do not respond to uh, nivolumab. Now here, you can open a canonical pathway of interest and see how the observed uh, gene expression changes from the data are predicted to influence the activity of other nodes um, in this pathway allowing you to identify additional targets that may be beneficial for uh, nivolumab uh, treatment. Now, since uh, you are working uh, with a study of interest, let's look at the expression analysis that are available in IPA. So in IPA, things are as simple as going to this datasets and analysis tab and typing in um, either some keywords, or in our case, since we do have that particular data set that we're interested in, uh, typing in that geo accession number. So I'm gonna go ahead and 
paste this in the chat box for those of you that are following along. And I'm going to go ahead and also paste this in the search bar. And so once we enter our geo session number, we can go ahead and click on search um, and query um, IPA's vast amount of public data to identify um, any analysis that were performed for our particular study of interest. So as uh, you can see, um, we have the core expression analysis for um, renal cell carcinoma. And this is for um, response versus uh, no response. So you can see all of the metadata here on the right-hand side captured by our Omicsoft team using control vocabulary. So you can easily see what the analysis is about. So here, for example, we can see that this uh, came from the kidney. And again, they use uh, nivolumab as a treatment. And so you can get information in terms of what uh, you know, the study is and what it, what it uh, represents. Now, if you take a look at this um, hyperlink right here, um, so if you want to access the volcano plot for this study through IPA, you know, if you want to take a look at the gene expression that's associated with this particular comparison, uh, you can click on this comparison ID hyperlink. And so what this is going to do is it's going to open up your browser and it is going to open up uh, Land Explorer, which is a nice integration between IP and Omicsoft where we have data for hundreds of thousands of samples. And so this is going to display a volcano plot um, similar to the one that we saw in Omicsoft. It's just, so just like in Omicsoft, uh, you can select uh, some data points uh, that you're interested in and then um, view the expression information for those uh, particular um, data points uh, in this table below, similar as to what we did um, in Omicsoft. And so again, uh, this can be easily accessed by uh, going into uh, your analysis of interest, browsing the metadata and selecting the comparison ID um, hyperlink. Now, by double clicking on the analysis, uh, you can open up the analysis um, as if it were your own. And so here, um, we have results for pathways, upstream regulators, disease and functions, all across these different tabs. Uh, but today we're just going to go ahead and um, highlight uh, the canonical pathways that's under the pathways section um, to look at what biological pathways are affected in responders versus non-responders. I'm just gonna go ahead and maximize this so that you guys can see it better. Now, one of the results of a core expression analysis is to define relevant pathways based on the genes in the data set. And so here we can see what pathways are enriched in um, renal cell carcinoma nivolumab responders compared to non-responders. And we can see how the observed changes at the gene expression level lead to predicted activation of these pathways colored in orange, and uh, predicted inhibition 
of this pathway uh, colored in blue. And so here, um, enrichment is represented by the height of the bars, and then predicted behavior is uh, represented by the colors of the bars. Now, if you are interested in how to upload a data set and how IPA makes predictions, our IPA new user training um, does go through this in a lot more detail. So please feel free to register for one of our upcoming um, IPA new training uh, webinars, user training webinars. Um, and so for today, I just want to emphasize that IPA can allow you to look at public data sets, uh, look at uh, pathways, um, and see what pathways are activated um, and inhibited uh, through the exploration of this data. And through the exploration of this data, um, look at potential uh, mechanisms by which a treatment or a disease of interest may be functioning through. And so here, um, taking a look at these uh, different pathways, uh, you can um, click on a pathway of interest. So let's say that you're interested in um, PKC. Oh, uh, same link in uh, tnithocytes. So you can click on the bar. And so what this is going to do is it's going to display the different genes that are found in the data set uh, that are part of this pathway in this table um, down here. And so here um, you can open the pathway. to see how the observed gene expression changes from the data are predicted to influence uh, the activity of other nodes in this pathway. Where, um, if we take a look at this pathway where predicted activation is colored in orange, predicted inhibition is represented in blue, and then downregulation from coming from your data set is colored in green. And then upregulation coming from your data set is colored in red. And so here you can see how the, um, the up and down expression observed in uh, this data set influences the predicted behavior of these uh, other nodes that make up this pathway that eventually lead to a predicted increased in immune response, a function that is associated uh, with this pathway. So by looking at uh, the different um, colors and uh, connections, uh, you can uh, generate a um, testable uh, hypothesis. And so the activation of this pathway may play a role in the ability of uh, renal cell carcinoma patients to respond to uh, nivolumab versus those that did not respond to nivolumab. So this pathway may serve as a potential marker to see whether individual responds to therapy or not. And so again, uh, you can take a deep look into how the gene expression is influencing um, the inner workings of the pathway by simply uh, selecting your pathway of interest and then clicking on the um, open pathway. Now, today um, we search for a particular uh, data set using uh, the geo-accession number, but you can always search for data sets using terms or keywords um, 
that you're interested in. So for example, you know, let's say that you did not have a project of interest and you're sort of, you know, want to identify one. Um, you can search for keywords. So let's say that, you know, your interest in renal cell carcinoma. We can search for that in the search bar. And um, this is going to browse through any of the relevant um, analysis that our team has done um, that relate to renal cell carcinoma. And so here you can see that we have over 73,000 analysis that are relevant to renal cell carcinoma. Um, and so you can take a look at um, these different um, data sets and then the information to get um, to see what these are um, all about. And so again, uh, searching for public data is pretty easy to do by simply using the search bar and uh, typing in some keywords of interest. Um, so thank you for your time today. Um, if you have any questions, uh, please use the Q&A box and we'd be happy um, to take them live. There's like one that just came up and it was kind of a, in what you were just describing at the end. Um, would you be able to, is it possible to look at multiple data sets at once, like public data sets? Uh, yes. So let's say that you are interested in, um, you know, these two data sets as an example. You can always um, select them. and then click on the option, add to comparison, and then view comparison. And so what this will do is this will generate a heat map allowing you to compare the analysis of these two data sets um, side by side. Um, you can always open them up individually by just double clicking on the analysis. Uh, but if you wanna do a comparison across these different analysis at once, uh, the comparison analysis feature allows you to take a look at those three uh, data sets that we looked at and take a look at those um, pathways, uh, the yetron regulators and some functions um, to see how the different um, results within those data sets uh, are either similar or, or uh, different. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions that really had come in throughout the talk. So um, maybe we'll just leave it open for another two minutes or so just to see if there's any straggler types of questions that, that come in. Um, again, I have uh, pasted in the chat uh, a couple times the slides for today's presentation, and I will do it once more. And keep an eye on the Q&A. Again, if you're wanting the recording from today's uh, session, you can go to the registration link and uh, basically re-register for the, the talk and it'll give you uh, access to the downloaded recording. Ariseli, um, still nothing coming in in the uh, chat for additional questions um, at this point in time. All right, well, um, thank you everyone for uh, taking your time and attending today. And uh, we hope to see you in our next uh, upcoming webinars. Thank you.